It's time for JT the Brick. Welcome in to our brand new coverage. We need to come in hardcore. Raiders got a bunch of guys. Back in the old days, they had legends. He gets the Raiders. He understands the Raiders. He's going to be a great Raider. Well, show it to me. No penalties. The only holes that I see on this team are linebackers. There's going to be some moments this year that are going to be top sledding. Okay, one of them could be now. I got it all for you. Keep it PG. No, never happened. I'd like to get this show going the way I know how to get the show going. Our standard is high. We're coming. It's time to fire this thing up. How are you listening to? Who are you getting this garbage from? JT the Brick. Hey, look at me. I'm the needy radio guy. Gimme, gimme, gimme. We are ready to rock. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. Are you with me? One guy kind of throws the fuel into the fire. to sound off like you got up here and get going. Use the phone like a weapon. We need to leave a wake of destruction. That's all I had this week for you. And now, Raider Nation Unite! Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT, on a Friday, we are here at La Casa Cigar Lounge. My buddy Mike invited us out. Thank you, Mike. The DeCastaverde Law Group is here. We thank them for coming out. Some friends are rolling in. Real easy to find us. Let's get some bodies out here. Let's drink some Modelo. Let's have some fine whiskey. Let's have some fine scotch. And let's have a great day today. It feels like it's a reset throughout the Raider Nation today. And what I mean by that, it was a coaching change earlier in the week. We are into the midweek. We're wrapping up the week before the game on Sunday. And a lot of fans throughout the Raider Nation wanted a little kick in the ass. And they get the kick in the ass heading into the giant game. The regime has changed. There's now a new head coach in Antonio Pierce, and we are excited for the new coach. We hope that the new coach can get this thing going, and we hope that the new coach can turn around the season at 3-5, and five, get another win, be one game under 500, and get the Raider Nation rolling. It's an honor again to be here with Mike, who owns La Casa, and it's a fantastic venue. It is incredible, indoor, outdoor, fine cigar, cigars, his collection of whiskey and scotch and beer, it's first class, and you'll have an unbelievable time. I go into that humidor, I get lost. It's unbelievable. Every selection of every cigar here, and he is a connoisseur, and they have music. And the reason I've been coming here and the reason I came here because before they were a partner is the live music that they have, which is always good. So Raider Nation, come on out to Tivoli Village. You can get off at Summerlin Parkway. You can get off at Rampart. You know where Tivoli Village is. And then in the front of the property, towards the street, but the back of the property, if you park, just ask anyone for La Casa, and they'll take you here, and we'll be here for a couple of hours, and I'm excited. All right, a couple of things I got to get out of the way. The former coach and the former GM and the former OC were individuals I've worked with now going on two years. I wish them well. You know the situation that I'm in. I love being in this situation. It's Better than not being involved and being included. And I've been through a lot of coaching changes in my career. I know how to handle this on the ground. I know how to handle it on all the platforms that we deal with. And I'm just telling you what I end up doing is I thank the people who changed my lives and had a good impression. And then I hope that the new people come in and do a better job. And that's where we are at this week. As we say goodbye to Dave Ziegler, Mick Lombardi, Josh McDaniels, they'll go on to other jobs. I'm sure they'll be successful And now we're all behind this coach in Antonio Pierce. And from what I've known from Antonio Pierce, I was at the Super Bowl that he won, the Super Bowl that he beat the Patriots. I followed his entire career as a player. His career as a player is very unique, and I thought we hit on that when I interviewed him the other day. What I wanted to get into is he's talking about being born in Compton. He's L.A. I mean, he's L.A. on steroids. Coached in Long Beach, 
And when you look at the kids entered along the way, he went from a high school coach to a coach at Arizona State to an opportunity to be the head coach of the Raiders. Some people say, do you call him the interim coach? Well, he is the interim coach. Whenever I address a coach who's the head coach of a football team, I call him coach or head coach. He's the interim head coach. He has an opportunity now to go out and win some games, and if he's able to win some games, he'll have an opportunity to be the longtime coach of the Raiders. Many people are hitting me up on Twitter at JT the Brick going, hey, JT, who's going to be the next coach? And I go, excuse me? Hey, JT, what do you think of Harbaugh? Excuse me? Hey, JT, is Gruden coming back? People are asking me that all day. We are behind this coach. We want this coach to win all the games and have an opportunity to sign a long-term contract extension. That is the goal before his first game. If he earns that opportunity, he's going to be in the discussion. And we'll see what happens then. So, again, this is a flagship show on a flagship radio station. I've been doing this the longest out here. I treat it the same way. One game at a time, and let's build the fandom up. Let's get the fans excited, and that's the small thing I hope to do, is get the fans going. When I asked the coach at the end of the interview, Coach, what's your message to the Raider Nation? It was classic. Show up. So, I don't know. I'm an, I'm an interviewer. I asked the guy in the interview. I they give me like a 40-second answer. I want to do this, Raider Nation. He goes, show up. And when the cameras went off, I looked at him and I said, man, I love that. Because you know why he said show up? Because he's a coach that wants to take over the stadium. Enough of other fans. Giant fans are coming. Jet fans are coming because they've never been to the stadium. Wish them well. They're pumping money into our economy. They're help paying the hotel tax. We know what they're doing. But the Raider Nation treats everyone with respect. So after everybody circles here through once or twice, you know, then, you know, calm down and get, get more Raider fans in there. So the New Yorkers are coming to town. The New Yorkers are sliding in. They're in town already. Treat them with respect, but beat their ass on the field. Let's beat the New York Giants and the New York Jets. Some of the original members of the Black Hole thought I'd never say that. Beat the Giants. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Vegas guy. I'm a Las Vegas Raider. I want to see the Raiders win this game. Tonight's an unbelievable night. The Fred Bolitnikoff banquet. Oh, my God, are people going to be getting loose at that thing? All right, I talked to Freddie earlier today. Uh, Freddie's having an amazing event tonight at the Westgate, and it's his gala, the crab feed, all-you-can-eat crab. Coaches, players, legends will all be there. It's emceed by the great Lincoln Kennedy. I think a lot of Raider fans need to let their hair down and have a good time and come on out there. If you didn't get a ticket yet, Bolitnikoff.org and come on in. And there's a live auction up and running right now at Bolitnikoff.org where maybe you can buy a football, a piece of memorabilia, and be a part of all that. Here's the show today. Eric Allen will join us over the phone at the bottom of the hour. 54 career interceptions. Eric Allen, my partner on the Raiders pre- and post-game show and on Raiders press conference live also chris matthew matthew's the dean of the newsmen he's going to join us at 105 and then we'll possibly either replay my conversation with lincoln kennedy from raiders roundtable so i can have a cigar and a modello with thor and a lot of my friends who are here because this is my friday i reward myself every friday with a bucket of modellos and i also thank modello as people are starting to flow in here now as we get going all right the press conference earlier today here we go. We'll hear from Coach Antonio Pierce. He met the media early today, and he talked about how to handle Jimmy G. Well, you're sensitive to it, yeah. but you're direct, right? You just you nip it in the bud, which we did, and we talked about it like grown men, 
But at the end of the day, Jimmy's on our team. Jimmy's still a captain. Jimmy's still a leader. I'm sure at some point, Jimmy's going to have the ball in his hand again. Right? Things happen. It's National Football League. You're never going to say it's 100%. This is how we're going to do it or things can happen. So for us, uh, I'm very appreciative of Jimmy. Since Jimmy's been here, he's done nothing but be, become a pro and, t- and really taught our team how to be a pro, also how to win. And when I'm saying win, I'm not talking about on the grass always. Right? I'm talking about in the meeting rooms, how to carry yourself, how to talk, how to handle adverse situations, and that's what I'm proud of. I really like the answer for the coach on Jimmy Garoppolo. What the hell is he supposed to say? There were even some Raider fans who were triggered yesterday that the Raiders wished him happy birthday. What the hell were the Raiders supposed to do yesterday? Not wish him happy birthday? It's Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a captain of the team. He's a captain. He's the quarterback. If Aiden O'Connell goes down via a sack and gets a little shaken up, Jimmy G's coming out there. And I'll say this again on the record for everybody. I thought the Raiders could win with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think the Raiders can win with Jimmy Garoppolo if he gets called on in relief. I think Jimmy Garoppolo's got a lot of good football. He's been banged up. He's been bruised and battered this year. Not because he's on the Peloton and swimming. He's playing football. He's getting his butt kicked there. He doesn't have any time. So Garoppolo, as the coach said it perfectly, we're going to see him again at some point. I hope it's in a game that matters if he comes on in relief. More from the head coach today on how AOC is responding, being named the new starter. I think he's a little bit more looser than that first time, you know, a couple of weeks ago against the Chargers. Um, uh, but uh, he's the same guy every day. He's one of the first guys in the building, one of the last ones to leave. You know, even when he was a backup, yeah, I'm not going to suit up. He, he was still here working. You watch him, he sits in the little, his little area in the, in the cafeteria, and he just, he's got a paper in front of him. He's studying. He's like reading the Bible. He's, he, you know, he's a very mature individual for a rookie, and he carries himself that way. Yeah, so this AOC is going to be in a good position. He's going to be in a good position to play and have the support of the coaching staff and do that. So he's going to be in a good spot, I think. He's going to be prepared. He's going to be good to go. So I think AOC, in general, is going to respond to being a starter here. Do we know how good AOC is going to be in this game? None of us have any idea. But I can tell you this, going back to Josh McDaniels, Josh McDaniels got AOC ready to play. Josh McDaniels and Mick Lombardi in the offseason when they drafted him got him ready to play. So hopefully the coaches that are gone did a good enough job behind the scenes to get him ready to go. Then Coach Pierce talked about how everyone, including the Raider Nation, now should start acting. Have a smile on your face. Enjoy this. Take advantage of the weather. La Casa Cigar Lounge here at Tivoli Village. Enjoy the ride. He told everybody today to put on a smile. Yeah, you can have fun at work, but when we're in the meeting room, that's work. We're on that grass, that's work. What you do in your locker room, that's their space. I didn't know it until the video came out and somebody told me. I don't want to know. Whatever they do in their locker room, that is just, that is their sanctuary. I don't go in there. I don't poke my head in there. I don't, I don't care about the music. That, that, they handle that, and um, our guys do it. But when I said the players, no, I meant the, the, everybody in this building. That goes for the media, you gentlemen, everybody that walks in here. You know, we should have a smile on our face, so... Um, I do think message is clear, though. I think they've they expressed themselves, and now that's over with. Now we need to move forward to playing the Giants. Love that. Stoner dude just walked in. He has a smile on his face. Everybody should have a smile on their face. What Coach was referring to yesterday was Devontae playing basketball in the locker room. Was that allowed with Josh McDaniels? I do not know. But I don't think it was allowed. I don't think you could set up a basketball nerf hoop there with the former regime. They wanted it a different way. That was their way of doing it. I believe that Devontae sent a message to the national. It was on the Pat McAfee show this morning and the local media that, hey, come on into the locker room. 
We're here to breathe a little bit. We're going to hear help the new coach and tell everybody that we're a little bit lighter. We're going to have some more fun along the way. I have no problem with that. I don't think that was a cheap shot by anybody at the former coach. I just think the players want to have some fun. They've been under a lot of pressure. Jalon Smith comes in to play linebacker. Man, this guy was a beast before he got injured with the Dallas Cowboys. Coach Pierce talked about his infusion of energy and what he brings to the team. Leadership. Leadership. He's played at a high level. Very smart individual. Savvy. I mean, he's walked around with a, with a notebook. He's writing down everything. He's writing down people's names. He's writing down plays. I mean, he, he's, he's a pro's pro. So he's got to play well because there's a couple of linebackers. Divine Diablo's hurt. He'll practice today. Masterson's in concussion protocol. we got two players on the team that were concussed in Detroit. Two starters on the team. Okay, so this is big. There's some guys who are down. I don't think a lot of Raider fans are focusing on that because everyone's focusing on the coach. And, when, hey, the new coach is here. Kumbaya, everybody's happy. we got to play a football game. we got to play a football game, and these guys got to be ready to play. So they bring in Jalen Smith to come in here to try to play at a very high level and bring a burst of energy here. Hopefully he's able to do that along the way. A couple of more here as we open up the monologue brought to you by PTs, the best happy hour in town. Five to seven, midnight to two. PTs fuels the monologue as we continue on. I want to hear this soundbite. This is about Josh Jacobs, 93 here, Bobby, as he talks about the running back who's got to wake up. This is Josh Jacobs' time. No more excuses about the offensive line. He started slow. Here's what the coach thinks of his running back. He's a heartbeat. He's a workhorse. He's a raider. He's going to be a Raider, and when Josh Jacobs is running, the Raiders are winning. When Josh Jacobs touched the ball, odds are for the Raiders. So uh, he understands that. He knows his role. Regardless of uh, how the season has started for him, that doesn't matter. He's coming to work every day. I mean, yesterday you would have thought, you know, he's leading Russian in the NFL the way he was running the ball. So uh, very excited for him. All right, and one more sound, but I want everybody to hear who's listening. If you can't come down to La Casa Cigars, come on down. We appreciate everybody who's taking time out of their lunch and out of their day to be with us as we're here for the next couple of hours. Finally, what is a defensive coach going to do about the offensive side of the ball? What is he going to count on for this offense to lead the way back this year? Uh, I want to see his finish. I just want to see his strain, compete every play, speed, effort, physicality. Both calls of plays. Players make plays. Players execute the play, and that's what we need more of. All right, so let's get the phones going. Let's hear from some people outside Tivoli Village. Raider fans this week have been unbelievably nationally on this show. 702-365-9200. Call to action today is simple. Everybody, please understand this. It's a simple call to action. What are your expectations this Sunday? I don't want to hear about the Jet game. I don't want to hear about the Dolphin game. I don't want to hear about the Thursday night Charger game. I need to know about the big blue wrecking crew, the New York Giants. Boomer Esiason mentioned me today on WFAN. Boomer Esiason played a clip of me and the coach and said, oh, there's JT, my guy. And Boomer threw that out on his show. My phone blew up as I was sleeping this morning as Boomer was talking about this game. Let me tell you what's happening in New York today. The New York fans and everybody has jumped ship. New York doesn't believe they can win this game because of what even Pat McAfee said earlier today. The interim coach bounce. And what that is is when you have an interim coach, normally the game after the interim coach gets hired, gamble on that and everybody bets that game and wins because it's called the interim coach bounce. We saw Jeff Saturday do that. And we have a Syracuse dad in the house. Go Cuse. 
when, when we see that bounce, well, hopefully that gets a game. But what about Antonio Pierce after the bounce? And then after the bounce, how does he sustain excellence as we get this going here? So the Giant fans have checked out. The Giant fans are coming to Vegas just to party. The Giant fans are just coming here for some good chicken parmesan. They want to go and go to some of these restaurants. They want to drink at La Casa and have a cigar. They want to go to Wynn. They want to go to all the casinos here in town, M Resort. Giant fans are in town to party. We party year-round. We party year-round. We need to win this bleeping football game. I need to hear it on the radio show today. I often said, and I brought it to the nation, Raider Nation Unite. Let's get behind the coach. Let's get behind the quarterback. I've never asked you ever. I've never asked you ever in my 25 years to get behind a brand-new rookie quarterback and an interim head coach. Not one time in my 25 years. I'm asking you to do that today on a Friday. 702-365-9200. We have the black hole showing up today. That'll be great. And we got some good prizes to give away. We got T-shirts. We got koozies. We got tickets to UNLV football. We got other things happening here. What else do I have here as I open up our prize pack? But you got to come down here to get it. Also, I got my $50 Grimaldi gift card to give away. Man, UNLV football, UNLV basketball. We appreciate our good friends there in the promotions department for everything they got going. Eric Allen at the bottom of the hour. Chris Matthews at the top of the hour. Lincoln Kennedy a little bit later on here as we open up the show. Again, thanks to Mike and the entire team here at La Casa Cigars. My wife, who's working today, so she can't hear this, she gives me a two-cigar limit. I'm going to break through that today. I'm going to break through. My Modellos, my bucket of Modellos are being put on ice. Some of my very good friends are already here, and I thank you for coming out. We have two hours of fast-paced, interactive radio on the flagship of the Silver and Black. Thanks to the DeCastaverde Law Group, by the way. Thank you for being here. The human element of it, again, I'm so appreciative of Josh and Dave and the opportunity they provided for me and the friendship I have with them. But, again, our job for this week is to get the players ready for the game. And, again, my feelings don't come into matter on <laughs> any other week either. It's just about what's my job and, and making sure to take care of the players. That's Patrick Graham, defensive coordinator. A lot of people are asking me, how, how, how come he's not the head coach? Now the interim head coach. I don't know. I think Mark Davis, when he met with the organization, met with the team, thought that Antonio Pierce at this point would be the right guy. JT back with you live from La Casa Cigar Lounge right here in beautiful Tivoli Village. You know, my heart feels warm. My friends from the DeCastaverde Law Group are here. My buddy Cambo's here, which is family from Syracuse. Real quick backstory: my buddies from Syracuse, who I haven't seen in years, are here. Probably for the Giant game. They're out in that town here, but they're Raider friendly. Great guys. Money on the Raiders. And a whole bunch of other guys showed up, including Cisco, who's representing the Black Hole, as the Black Hole's going to come here. Again, great spot to have a cigar. And if you're a lady and you want to have a cigar or don't, you don't feel like you got overwhelming smoke we got an inside room a back room a room right here in the middle so come on out to la casa cigars and i don't ask this much andrew paul who works with me we only do about seven eight remotes a year we don't do 30 or 40 or 50 
we're fortunate that we do it with our partners when they ask us to do it. And we want to help Mike here, who has one of the best spots in town. So if you're a cigar smoker or you just want great live music, come on out here. So you just heard from Patrick Graham, and the defense did a decent job against Detroit. I'm not going to say they did an unbelievable job because they didn't. They gave up a lot of yards. But they were on the field because the offense was close to inept. The offense was so bad that the offense had three completions in the first half of a football game. And the only offense that played worse than the Raiders was the New York football Giants. They were a dog. They couldn't run a play. They couldn't get a first down. So now we talk about Aiden O'Connell coming in here, going up against Daniel Jones. Let me give you a little inside baseball story on on, uh, Daniel Jones. My dad loves the Raiders because I work for the Raiders, and his grandsons, my sons, are Raider fans. My sons are born Raider fans. I wasn't. My sons are. So my, their grandfather roots for the Raiders. But my dad is a Giant fan going back to Yankee Stadium and Frank Gifford. My dad's 85 years old, and he loves Daniel Jones. My dad loves him. I'm like, Dad, what are you He goes, he can run. You ever see this guy run? And he's right. Daniel Jones can run, man. If that guy takes off, it takes three guys to get his ass on the ground. Keep an eye on Daniel Jones. Then Saquon Barkley is an unbelievable running back. And if he gets going, we got to Google this, and someone find it for me. Tiki Barber played in Oakland, and I think had a 200-yard game. We see When you see this, he had a 200-yard game in Oakland. I want to get the exact yardage of that. I was there on the sidelines for that game. That was the greatest road running back performance I've ever seen since was Tiki Barber at the Oakland Coliseum. We can't let Saquon Barkley become Tiki Barber the day he did that at the Oakland Coliseum. So we've got to stop two guys. Got to stop Daniel Jones running and Saquon Barkley running. I don't think we're a great running defense because we don't tackle well. We tackle well at times, but not all the time. So it's going to be very important here that something big happens with Patrick Graham's defense, and we see something big happen with the tackling overall because the tackling is going to be critical because the tackling, I think, was a little bit better, a little bit better against Detroit, but it wasn't that great. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Crusader Raider from London, from London. That just made my bleeping day. Keith, good to see you, brother. We'll have you on here in a little bit. The Crusader Raider all the way in from London. Fantastic. That just made my day. Come here. Good to see you, my brother. How are you? How's your family? Good, good. We'll have you on here in a little bit. That is unbelievable. Now we got, because he listens to the show on the Raiders mobile app, which works beautifully in London. So excited about that. Eric Allen will join us here in a moment, and we're excited about that. So the tackling is going to be critical, critical, and we got to hope that there's some good tackling coming up here in this game. Graham Gano, their kicker, missed a kick against the Jets. He's out for the year with a knee injury. So the Giants brought in a backup kicker for this game. Remember, the Giants have never played at Allegiant Stadium. They got a kicker who's never kicked in Allegiant Stadium. Daniel Carlson's got to get going here. Daniel Carlson's a big part of this team, along with A.J. Cole, so I hope that they both have a pretty big game here. And I want to give you one more X factor before we get out to some of our guests who are about to check in here. Big one. Big one, Hunter Renfro. We don't have a caller on hold to talk about Hunter Renfro. I find that disappointing. 
this is the first show now that I've done on the Friday before a game where Hunter Renfro is now able to play in a new system that might be kind to him. There's not more to the story. This group, Dave Ziegler, who I really respect a lot, and Josh McDaniels, did not click at all. Did not click at all with Hunter Renfro. Antonio Pierce told me to my face, that will change. That will change because it's a new start and it's a new day. Yeah, thank you, for Andrew, for sending me this. Tiki Barber against the Oakland Raiders on December 31st, 2005. 203 rushing yards helped the Giants win the NFC East that day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, one of the greatest football players of all time, my partner Eric Allen joins us. Eric, welcome in. We got Raider Nation here, man. They all love you. How are you? I'm doing great, JT. I want to take you back. I think it was the first year maybe Tiki Barber had gotten to the league. He came out to uh, Oakland uh, to play, and I remember on the sideline, I'm coming to get him, JT. He tries to straight arm me, so I knock his straight arm down my left hand. I come across his face mask like an old Phil Filipiano or something, and I end up getting a penalty for uh, unnecessary roughness because I almost took his helmet off, JT. So that's the kind of action <laughs> we need to see this week against the Giants when they come to our great stadium in Las Vegas. The great Eric Allen joins us. So, EA, you host a lot of platforms. I can barely keep up with you here, but I got to ask you when you got the news on Halloween night because you're the king of Halloween and your wife's the queen and you got a lot of kids and the grandkid. Everybody's at the house here. And all of a sudden you and I are texting at about 1030 at night after I spoke to the owner. You got the news. What was your initial reaction? It was a shock, JT. I thought it was a, you know, uh, like a Twitter or a message kind of game or something. So I was shocked, but I wasn't surprised after you hear the news. We're in the building, JT. We kind of understand the vibe, what this Raider team, the culture is all about. And although we have great respect uh, for what Josh and Dave were trying to do, it just didn't seem to fit in our building. It's very difficult to bring the Patriot way, the Patriot mentality uh, to a building that before they got there, the Rays were a playoff football team. And they had a way of playing. So we saw all the moves in between the hiring and the firing. You know, you talk about the tight end, Darren Waller. You, you talk about the absence of Hunter Renfro. You talk about some of the other issues that have gone on last season and this season. This is a win business. If you don't win in this business, you're going to be out. With Las Vegas having the hockey team, having parades, uh, Mark's basketball team, the WMA back-to-back championships, we cannot fall behind as an organization to the rest of the championship-caliber teams that are in Las Vegas. So that's why I wasn't surprised by the move, and I think the players are going to play with a sense of urgency and play with a kind of a swag that Antonio brings every single day he's in that building. Eric Allen is our guest. So, Eric, let me expound on that. The offense, you and I watched the last game with Amber Theo Harris and James Jones and the crew over at Silver and Black Productions, the Detroit game, and we just couldn't believe that Jimmy G had three recept, uh, three completions in the first half of that game. They can't get anything going. And we often joke yeah. there's only one football. There's only one football on every drive. And it just seems like this year, three and out, three and out is prevalent. 
They can't get first downs on first down. They don't get first downs on second down. It always seems to be a pressure cooker on the first possession or the second possession on third and 13, third and nine, third and seven. And with a former great play caller and head coach, they just don't seem to have a play. They don't have a go-to play to Devontae. How do they fix that now with Antonio Pierce and the coaching staff and get to some aggressive play calling? Yeah, JG, I mean, you have seen hundreds, thousands of games, JT. I mean, you have great experience. So you understand when you're looking at the football team, you have to have an idea, a personality. And that's what we continue to bring. What was the personality of our football team? There really was none, right? We wanted to feature the run, off the run, use the play action pass to get Devontae involved. Every great offense that I've ever faced has always had a couple outstanding players, and they were always able to get those players involved throughout the game, particularly in the red zone. So what I continue to see is the first scripted plays, 10 to 15, were pretty good football plays. He had some great uh, passing concepts, throw the ball over the middle. But after that, then the breakdown started. It always came back to, for me, is that Jimmy G never looked comfortable after the first read was taken away. So if he was supposed to go to Devontae Adams, and they have a linebacker underneath, they have a corner on the outside, and a safety coming down to take away that deep dig, it never felt to me that Jimmy felt he could swing back and go to the backside and make a throw on the outside part of the football field. That's where all the dump-outs came. That's where all the check-downs came. And the check-downs were even rushed because when a quarterback is rushed on the check down, the ball comes out too fast, right? So you're at five yards, and instead of a, I know you're a check down, and I'm going to take that, it was a, where am I going? Where am I going? It just didn't seem like Jimmy was comfortable in the offense. That has to change. And it has to change because I think Antonio Pierce is going to really fall back on the running game. He's going to find a way, either zone-blocking scheme, double teams at the point of attack. He's going to get this running game going. So now AOC is going to have time to be able to look downfield and threaten the defensive backfields on top and on the outside. Eric Allen joins us, the legendary Eric Allen, part of every Raider platform that's out there, my partner at the Torch. You're feeling like the Torch is going to be unbelievable, right, coming up on Sunday. You're feeling the Torch, oh, it right? Has to be. It has to be. I know all of your friends from back east are going to kind of roll in, all the giant fans. And it's a great destination, but we have an awesome time there. And I, I really believe, like last home game, Raider fans really showed out. It was the first time, really, JT, that we were around the torch, and it was all silver and black. You know, we think kind of flooded the torch, and hopefully they're there for Antonio. They're there for the rest of the football team, and really, hopefully, that we can pull out this win against the Giants. Wrapping it up with Eric Allen, who joins us. So, Eric, uh, he's a defensive now head coach, Patrick Graham's there. Uh, there's going to be kind of a unique setup now with Aiden O'Connell. I'm one of the guys. I don't think Aiden played great in the Charger game. Everyone said, well, he was poised. He threw a touchdown. He was sacked eight times, six by Khalil Mack. He threw a goal line interception. But I think what was important in that game was his poise in and out of the pocket. The One of the issues I had with Coach McDaniels, which we talked about it when I interviewed with him, was pace of play. I thought his plays were very complex. They came in midway through the 30-second clock. The the quarterback had to absorb the play in his ears, 
how to give it to right. the team, and then how to get to the line of scrimmage and read the defense. I mean, that, that to me was a huge topic that we didn't talk enough about. How do they simplify yeah. this playbook for Aiden O'Connell? And that's exactly what's going to happen, JT, is the simplification of it, and you have to find a way to execute. That's one thing. So the coach is going to say in that first meeting, I'm pretty sure, he said, hey, listen, guys, we're going to simplify, but if we simplify, we got to execute, and we got to be tougher than the guy on the other side of you. And that's the message that Antonio Pierce is going to continue to thrive. So you're going to have basic run plays, and off those run plays, you're going to have double moves, you're going to have opportunities to work on the outside part of the football field. That's really been the problem for our passing game this year is they're all pretty much in breaking routes. And if I'm a defensive back, safety or corner, and I know after 10 to 12 yards you're going to end breaking route, I'm going to have inside leverage, JT. I'm, I'm going to force you. I'm going to make you throw the ball outside. And as we saw over and over and over again, he either was not able to throw the ball the accuracy of the passes were off, and he wasn't just successful on the outside. I think with the arm strength of Aiden, with them being able to move the pocket a little bit left and right to keep him away from the pressure and give him opportunities to read one side of the field, I think that's going to really slow it down for Aiden, and he'll be able to utilize his strong arm, which we saw a lot in preseason. All right, my friend, I'll see you here. I know you're going to have good travels. Your message yep. to the Raider Nation, what you think needs to happen, because we're not looking for a bounce. I call it the interim head coach bounce that Jeff Saturday had. We're looking for them uh-huh. to go on a run. What do you need to see in this game at home against the Giants that could set the tone for the Raiders the rest of the way? Well, well you know what I'm going to say, JT. I'm going to say turnovers are the key, and we got to <laughs> Did we lose EA? All right, we just lost Eric Allen there, but he said turnovers, which are the key, and I'll pick it up from there. So thanks to Eric Allen for joining us. He was joining us from San Diego where he lives, and he'll be coming in for the weekend here, and we appreciate him coming on. The great Eric Allen. So when we come back, uh, let's get the phones going here. We got a great crowd. Crusader Raiders showed up. I got the black hole here. I got ABC 13 that came here, which I really appreciate to do a feature on this and talk about the Raiders. We got another TV crew coming down from NBC here in town here. We want more people to see La Casa Cigar Lounge at Tivoli Village. If you haven't been here in a while, come on out and see me. I'm excited to be here. The DeCastaverde Law Group is here. If you get into an accident, give them a call, 702-222-9999. Raider fans, let's fire it up on a Friday heading into a home weekend. I'm going through it all. You know, that's, uh, I'm getting spoon fed right now, which is really good. Just take a little bit at a time. I'm not going to get everything right. I'm not going to be perfect on Sunday. I'll be, I'll be lying to you to tell you that. But I'm going to give you everything I got. And I'm going to really rely on the people in our, in our building, our staff, um, everybody that has a role here. I told them to be, I need you at your best because that's going to help me be at my best. And I'm not going to be afraid to ask. I'm not going to be afraid to ask. I'm going to use my resources. We're in the building. I have a lot of them. I'm going to use them. I got OGs from the black hole. Hey, welcome back. Let's hear it for everybody who came out. And thanks to La Casa. Cigars, Raider Nation here. Great crew. I just met four gentlemen outside on the patio from Maine. Came all the way from Maine to come to this remote. And we got guys from Oakland here, Crusader Raider. 
and his daughter are here from London. A nice crowd. We're going to be here for a while. So wherever you're listening to me in Vegas on 920, come on out here and have a great time. We'll be here for a few more hours. Have a cigar. I'm having my first Modelo at the top of the hour. Going to have a nice cold Modelo, and I'm looking forward to shaking your hand and seeing you here. There is a reset, a reset in the Raider Nation, and we're going to embrace the reset, show respect to the former regime, and reset now and wish the best for Antonio Pierce and what he's trying to do. Raiders 66 in Vegas. Thanks for calling in. What's happening? Hey, welcome, JT. Sounds like you got a great collection of Raider fans there. Uh, too bad I'm at work and can't join you guys today. But, um, yeah, I'm looking for, uh, you know, a fresh start here with Antonio Pierce. I think that his energy and uh, his excitement is going to get this team re-energized. And I'm looking for, you know, a big start. It, it looked like the last several games especially that the team was just kind of sleepwalking through the thing. Now, my big thing is, is history. So I'd like to give a little bit of history on this Raiders-Giants uh, series. Uh, they've only played 14 times. Raiders have an 8-6 to six edge. And, you know, not a lot of the games had any big meaning in the, in the grand scheme of things. That 200 yards that you mentioned, uh, Tiki Barber was, was one of the big ones. But Raiders history and the Raider influence on the NFL goes beyond the scoreboard. In the Giants uh, situation, we go back to 1983. Bill Parcells, you probably knew him well, his rookie year as a coach, Things weren't going too well. They were they were uh, really down, but uh, Parcells was having some personal issues, too. Uh, both of his parents passed away that year, a few months apart, and one of his assistant coaches passed away during the regular season. But Coach George, uh, General Manager George Young wanted to make a change. He wanted to can him in his rookie year. Uh, he was associated for, uh, from his Don Shula days with Howard Schnellenberger, who was the head coach mm-hmm. at the University of uh, Miami. Well, Unbeknownst to Mr. Young, Schnellenberger and Parcells had the same agent. So when uh, Parcells' agent got wind of this, he went to Bill and he said to Bill, he goes, I think I'm firing you. And he's like, well, what am I going to do? Well, what he did is he called a friend of his, a guy by the name of Al Davis. These two have been friends since 1963. They met Al Davis's first year as head coach of the Raiders, and uh, Parcells was graduating from the University of uh, Wichita. He was at an all-star game in Texas, which uh, Davis happened to be one of the coaches of that game. The two met, just became uh, great friends for 49 years, and uh, they, uh, they spent thousands of hours together. They, spent, they were sitting next to each other at all the coaching combines and stuff like that. So who better to, to reach out to than Al Davis? Al said, John, uh, said, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. So what he did is, uh, back at that time, the NFL Today on CBS was like the number one pregame show. They had yep. a, a star-studded group with Brent Musburger and the gang. Well, Al turned to uh, Jimmy the Greek and put in his ear that uh, they're look- the Giants were looking to fire Parcells. So Jimmy the Greek gets on uh, on air and says, you know, the Giants are looking to fire Parcells. Well, there was a big outcry. And he just hammered away at it for like four weeks in a row. And finally, the Giants buckled under the pressure and denied the report. And everything went well. Parcells had a bad first year. Uh, it was like three twelve and one. But three years later, he wins the Super Bowl. So it worked out well for them. Mm-hmm. Now to bring us up to some current events, back in 1966-67 season, Coach Parcells was an assistant under a guy by the name of Bobby Knight at, yes. uh, at the at West Army. Point. Yes, West Point. And uh, Bobby Knight is uh, the last person to have an undefeated college basketball mm-hmm. season in 1976 
which is the first year that the Raiders won the Super Bowl. And uh, our condolences to Knight's family and friends as he just passed away, what, a couple of days ago. Yes. So that'll uh, bring us up to that. But, uh, yeah, a nice little tie-in there. But um, that's the way it goes. Hopefully we can start some new history here and win this game and start a winning streak. But thank you for the time, JT. Thank you, you my friend. A little bit of history. I love it. Our history professor, Raider 66. I love NFL history. I was brought up in it. And when I came to the Raiders 25 years ago, it was history on steroids. And the Parcells connection with Mr. Davis. And Mr. Davis's connection to the Mara family. Mark's connection now to the Mara and Tish family. The Giants are one of the flagship, flagship teams in the NFL. And playing at the highest level. The New, the New York Giants have won eight world championships. Four Super Bowls. Phil Simms, Jeff Hostetler, Eli Manning won two. I often say if it wasn't for Eli Manning, Brady would have nine. And I'm very careful what I say about Mr. Brady. He could be a big part of the silver and black going forward, and he's a winner. But think of the Giants, and then they won four NFL championships with the names such as Y.A. Tittle, Frank Gifford, all the legends, and Sam Huff. Sam Huff is one of the greatest players of all time. Played for the New York football Giants. So this is a rivalry because the Raiders are a flagship team of the AFL and the Giants are the flagship of the NFL, along with the Green Bay Packers and a few teams, the Chicago Bears. You better believe this game means a lot. And you better believe these New Yorkers are coming in with a fistful of cash and these New Yorkers are going to be going big in a big way. 702-365-9200. Raider O in San Diego. You're up next. What's going on, O? Hey, good to talk to you, JT. Hey, I just want to touch on the Giants real quick before I talk our Raiders. You know, mm-hmm. first of all, I've always seen them as the, the Raiders of the East Coast. You know, blue collar. They're bringing their lunch pail. I feel they still reflect that to this day, even though they haven't had a great season. I vividly remember uh, being at the 2000 AFC Championship with my dad. It's his first ever game. And uh, I hear that they beat the Vikings. And I'm thinking, man, we're going to win this one, and, and we're going to beat those guys and win the Super Bowl. Of course, Rich Gannon got flattened, and, and we didn't end up doing our part, and they did, and they went on uh, you know, to not win that Super Bowl. But a couple years later, fast forward, uh, uh, it's them versus the Pats. I'm in a house full of Pats fans. All my cousins are Pats fans, and me and one Giants fan there were the biggest blue fans, uh, big blue fans that day. Uh, so great memories uh, <laughs> that day uh, just because mm-hmm. I was mad about the tuck bowl. So um, just want to say we respect them coming in. We know they want this win bad. So to the Raiders, as you said, there's a reset this week. And, you know, I think we know what our captains are going to try to do. I think every player, um, you know, don't live off your past success. Understand you got it's a new day. You can show something new. Um, if you're a player that was in the doghouse under the previous regime, you could rise to the penthouse. If you're someone who's been looking, you know, not so good, this is your chance to step it up, to start over. And I hope that breath of fresh air drives them to mm-hmm. do that. So uh, get, I hope they give us all an awesome show this week and we come out on top. The silver and black need this one. Thanks yeah, I agree time, with JT. you. Thanks for the call. Really appreciate that. And one of the topics I've been talking about, there's a lot of pressure on the Raiders to win this game because it's an interim head coach bounce. I, I preface that with Jeff Saturday. I'm not looking at one game, but I'm looking at this game as a mandatory victory because the loss in Chicago. I want to repeat this again. The reason there was a regime change was the loss in Chicago. If the Raiders would have beat the Chicago Bears and Tyson Bajan, we wouldn't be here today talking about Antonio Pierce 
at a minimum, the Raiders would have been four and four after Detroit. And coaches don't get fired for being four and four. Does everybody understand that? We're here because of the loss to Chicago, piggybacked by the no show, no show by the offense in Detroit. That was back to back an embarrassment performance in front of Mark Davis. Mark looked at that and needed to make a decision long term and short term because the offense was broken. I never thought the offense would be broken under Josh McDaniels. He's got six Super Bowls. He worked with Brady, Gronk, Amendola, Welker. He didn't forget football. It just didn't connect here with this group and the team they built together. And once they started forgetting about Devontae, and Devontae never got the ball, do you think that helped the coach? Or do you think that hurt the coach? This is all Captain Obvious crap I'm talking about here. All they had to do was be competitive and get to 4-4. Four and four. Or four and three, and I think the Raiders would have been easily blindfolded six and four. And then no coach gets let go. No OC's gone. Everything's good. Or not great, but better. This was a dramatic move by the owner of the Las Vegas Raiders to to the fans and, most importantly, the players and the alumni in this organization to say, I made the move. It didn't work. I'm not waiting. I'm going to fix it now. Now let's see what happens. I'm pulling hard for Antonio Pierce. I mean, interviewing him yesterday was wild. I mean, I'm sitting down in that studio, and this guy's talking about NWA, Compton, you know, Joe Gibbs, it's Al Davis. This guy gets it, and he's auditioning for the head coach long-term of the Las Vegas Raiders. So a little advice to everybody here. If you meet the coach, if you talk about the coach, don't talk about another coach. We got all offseason to do that. Let's get behind this guy, and let's see if he can thread the needle win some games, and get behind Aiden O'Connell. I don't call him AOC. That's just me. I'll leave it at that. I call him Aiden O'Connell, and I hope he can play well as we get rolling here. So, again, hour number one. I feel like I've been here all day. I got Raider royalty here. I got Raider fans from out of town. I got Mark Jones from the Black Hole. Look at that coat he's wearing. He's got a varsity jacket, the Black Hole, that says Notorious Fans. Man, I got to get that. I got to get that for me for Christmas. Maybe the black hole puts that in my goodie bag. And uh, Stoner Dude, you're not leaving, are you? When I get you on the radio next hour, we'll hear from you. A little little quick one from you and Mark Jones. And the dean of the newsmen, Chris Matthews, at the top of the hour. One of my favorites. That's about La Casa Cigars in Tivoli Village.